0: Hey guys, John Bishop here with John Bishop Fine Art, and you're listening to Art Life the Podcast. Welcome back. You know, I say I'm busy all the time, but I really have been busy this week. Um, We just opened a brand new exhibition at Silver Street Studios here in Houston. Uh, We've got a studio complex that has six buildings and about 400 artists, but uh, our building, Silver Street, has about 60 artists, and we get the opportunity now and again to put up exhibitions, tenant ex- exhibitions in the studio uh, on the walls of the, of the main building. And uh, we just finished that. We uh, have about 40, 42 artists, 143 pieces of art. And we had a guest curator this time, again, and uh, this was guest curated by Rosa Ana Orlando here in Houston. She did a great job, um, lots of beautiful work the studio building is just amazing. We, we do these these exhibitions for a couple of three reasons. One is obviously we'd love to sell some art, uh, and that gets us out in uh, gets our work out of our studio proper for people to see. It also, um, it also gives the entire building a really good look. We we have open days and people come in from off the street and they come in for these uh, these joint uh, art events. And having these exhibitions really freshens up the building. It gives people a real idea of who's in the building. Uh, even if a studio is closed that day, uh, people can wander through and, and get contact information and See, go back later and and check out the the artwork from that particular artist, and and we do have people who will come by and say, "Listen, I just saw your work out in the hallway," and they found the studio number on the on the tag, and, and came by to to see more of our work. So it's a great opportunity, and uh, we're very fortunate. And it's a lot, a lot, a lot of work, and uh, as you can imagine, any place that's got that many people. It's just a handful of us who are actually doing the exhibitions. That probably works better. But uh, to have uh, Anna come, actually lay out the work for us. Um, she has her own network of people. So then she can kind of market us to her um, her group of friends and colleagues who will come to see her work. Uh, it's, it's just a, a real win-win for us all. Uh, So much goes into these. There's not only the communication bits with all the different artists and getting them all signed up and to give us the images and the kinds of the information that we need um, to get them to uh, show up on time, to drop their work off on time so that the curator can, can lay the work, the show out, and then have them come back and hang their work and then, of course, take their work down on time. Uh, that's all well and good, but then there are things like the lighting. I have to get up on on this cherry picker and arrange all the lighting to to accentuate and and highlight the, the artwork, and then all the tags that have to be produced and put out uh, after people hang their work. It's a lot, a lot of work, very rewarding in the sense that it does work. We do get the people through the studios. Last exhibition we had, I think we sold 18 pieces uh, during an eight week show. Uh, I think that's the one of the best. We haven't been keeping records for that long but it is a very positive experience. Uh, so yeah, we're very lucky and that's, that's kind of up so I don't have to worry about it for a while. Um, In addition to that, I've rejoined the incubator program at uh, Art Gallery Studios. Now, that's with Michael Swank in Mexico City. His studio used to be called PRPGMX, and I just learned how to say that when he changed the name of the studio to Art Gallery Studios. So it's the same place. Uh, He has this program, online program, where we dial in through a Zoom call uh, every other week. There's about 10 in in the group, and we share our work, what we've been working on, what our goals are, we comment on each other's work, uh, have questions, and that kind of camaraderie is really, really important to me as an artist. Uh, we get that at the studio because there's so many of us and and we're there most of the time. I, I find, though, at the studio, the interactions we have with the other artists are friendship and, and much more mundane. Uh, we. We work together on, on projects like the exhibition, we work together on, on uh, meetings and, and minutes and helping each other lift heavy things and, and get things organized or come up with, uh, with text and, and images and logos, that kind of stuff, which is all very important, but it's not centered around my art. Now, some people at the studio may have those kinds of relationships. We don't tend to. We just tend to kind of work on those other levels. So this this uh, incubator program gives me the opportunity to really emphasize just my work. I'm not dealing with the business. I'm not dealing with Bogdan. I'm not dealing with the studio. I'm just looking at me and my art. I work on things. I, I It keeps me honest because I not only have to keep creating because I have to show up with things every other week but I also have to have questions that need answering I need to really think about it so it's keeping me very honest and it's keeping me very busy but uh, it's, it's good it, it gets me back in the studio doing the kind of work I need to be doing to, to keep my art practice moving so that's really good I'm, I'm glad to be part of that again I was part for a while when it first started during the pandemic I stepped aside a little after Mom and Dad were getting sick, and I needed some time for me, and to kind of put myself back together. So now I'm back. So it's delightful. Uh, thanks to Michael, we had a—he's included me in a show that he's doing now until March the 8th. Uh, that is uh, was was in place for the Art Week in Mexico City, which is a really big deal. And apparently, three four hundred people came through the studios during that week. Um, so they would have seen my work and been featured. Uh, And also thanks to Dab Art, uh, with whom Michael works. They have included me in the show on artsy.net, which is an honor uh, to be, it's hard to get into artsy. So uh, thanks to Dab Art for for supporting us in that way too. So yeah, um, we're always just continuing to uh, work the business. We're always looking for new ways to increase income uh, and uh, diversify that income stream. and And things have been going fairly well at the studio. I mean, there was a real lag for a long time where nobody was selling much. And this year it's really starting to bounce back well, uh, which is great. And I mean, no, it's only February, but uh, and, and these things have peaks and valleys. But uh, things looking pretty good right now. Bogdan made a couple of nice sales this last week. I sold some pieces um, uh, this, this last, the end of last month. And uh, so, yeah, the year's looking pretty good so far. But, you know, our, I think our whole goal was to find a way to take our business and, and find ways to live more economically. We are spending a lot of money to live here in Houston, in the Houston area. and we don't even live in the Houston area. We live 70 miles north of Houston. That made sense because we were close to Mom and Dad. But now that they've passed away, it doesn't really work for us anymore. We're doing a lot of driving. We're doing we're really far away from the studio. It's expensive. Moving closer into Houston is even more expensive. Uh, so if we want to get cheaper, we're going to get even further away than we are now, which doesn't answer any question. Now, we did realize that uh, we are obviously connected to Romania because Bogdan's family is still there. And we do realize that Bogdan's mom is what? I think she's about 75 now. Um, we're looking at it's, she's going to need some support at some point. And... Um, we might need to start laying down some roots in Romania. Now, as it turns out, we can live in Romania for almost nothing. I mean, much, much more cheaply than we can live here. The problem is, of course, that if the art market is difficult here, where there is a big, thriving art market, when we remove ourselves to Romania, that we're just giving up access to a huge art market. Now we thought okay well if we move to Europe even if it's only part of the year if we move to Romania we would have access to all of Europe. I mean we EU we can get into a van and drive around to art shows and galleries and things like that. Uh, whereas shipping things over from the United States for a show becomes cost prohibitive. And we thought okay well we could take work there, we could do work there and leave work there and have, have kind of an inventory in both places. Um, that makes a certain amount of sense, it's not as easy as all of that, but it does work. I mean, because of Bogdan's uh, um, European, well his Romanian citizenship and his inc- inclusion into the European Union, I can get to Europe uh, through our marriage doesn't really help me in Romania because they don't recognize gay marriage but uh, we have opened a company there which does give me the right to live there so I could work that angle get my visa and stay there for longer periods of time but I'm not I'm not sure that we would need to stay there for huge amounts of time at least not yet um, maybe as mom as uh, his mom gets uh, older and needs more support we would need to be there longer but uh, so anyway, one of the things we thought we might do, since there's really no way that we're going to earn money in Romania from our art we tried to think, okay, how could we make a living in Romania? And we thought that if we opened up a nonprofit that was there to help Romanian art artists and to support the kind of dissemination and, and understanding of Romanian art. Uh, that we could actually take a salary from a nonprofit. So it would be a way of us having a a job without having to give up our art world, our art business at the same time. I mean, if I went and got a job at Walmart, yeah, I would have a paycheck, but that's time away from my art business. If I were working for a nonprofit in the art world, Well, then those two things really go well together. And while I'm working for the nonprofit, I'm also increasing my network of people. So it's a a way to make some money doing legitimate hard work, but without sacrificing everything that we've been working for. Um, So that's what we've done. We have opened up a nonprofit called Aripa Arte. Um, The company is now open. We got the the, uh, paperwork back. And now the real work begins uh, because that's just the tip of the iceberg. And so what we're doing now is trying to get the paperwork ready to submit for the nonprofit status, the 501c3 status. So we got the business opened, and that's, that's through the state of Texas, and then we apply to the IRS uh, federally for that kind of recognition. That takes a while and that takes some paperwork. Uh, So that's what we're working on right now. And I'm telling you, this is like a whole new language that I'm learning. I mean, I'm having to, I'm I'm being completely absorbed by all of this new work. Uh, There is one issue of getting all the paperwork and all the accounting and all of the, uh, all the governmental documents together and, and making sense of it all, how do I even think in the line of nonprofit when I'm used to re- working in a profit for profit environment? Um, now I do have a background in working for city governments and, and things like that. So I, I kind of understand some of the regulations uh, and, and the way of thinking, the way of approaching things. But even those are not nonprofits, so there are even stronger um, kind of restrictions. We are going to complicate that somewhat by working in Romania with a, non, a U.S. nonprofit company. Uh, so then we'll have to get registered in Romania as an NGO working in that country. We already have set up the company there, so that will help. I don't know if we're going to need to open up a second nonprofit. I don't think we do. Uh, we've been meeting with a friend of ours who, who has this kind of binational nonprofit that she's running, uh, where she has a, a program here in Texas, but also schools in Kenya for girls, and she just has the one nonprofit. So we're hoping that that's all we're going to need. But there's just a whole new way of approaching our business, and. And trying to, try not to blur the lines between what is the nonprofit and what is our art business, uh, I'm telling you, it, it's like learning a new language. Every every time I get the answer to a question, I have ten more questions, and I think you you will all have experienced the the feeling that I don't even know what I don't know. So I. I don't even know the questions to ask because I don't know how big and how many layers this onion has got. Uh, I'm still kind of lost in the weeds. So, I mean, I have been working all week, Monday through Friday. Never went into the studio, just worked for six, eight hours a day on this nonprofit. Uh, I'm loving it, but it's so easy for this to consume me. Because it's all new, because I don't understand it, uh, and because it's a lot of work. So the real challenge for me is, of course, to make this progress along, but to do so with a workflow that is human, that is achievable, and that's not going to either burn me out or consume my small business. So there's all of that, and, and I'm telling you, this is a, 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 it, it's just eating my head at the moment. But the more important part is that we want to create something that's valuable, something that is, that is uh, sustainable, but something that makes a difference. And one of the first things we've run into is that if we're going to try and set up a nonprofit that will help Romanian artists. We sure better start talking to some Romanian artists. For Bogdan and I to assume that we know what it's like to be an artist in Romania is is ludicrous. We don't know. Um, We do have some friends there. We can contact those folks and have spoken to them, but we need a broader sample. Uh, and, And it's, pretty evident that we really don't understand the lay of the land yet. So we want to go in with good intentions, but we also want to go in well and and we want to go in realistically and in a way that actually helps people and makes a difference. Not go in like some arrogant American who says, I have money and power and I'm going to tell you what you should do. It's not what we're after. So, it's funny because in order for us to really get started, we need to have a clear definition, and our definition is still being clarified. So, to me, that's a little problematic. It's not a deal killer, but it's a little disquieting at the same time. Um, So, let's see. uh, We're looking at all kinds of different platforms. We're looking at all kinds of different accounting systems and... and and just tools that we'll need for, and and budgets. We need to create budgeting, and how do you know what you need before? I also find that lots and lots of things are really cheap for nonprofits, which is great. Uh, So you get things at great discounted pricing. However, in order to get those things, you first have to prove that you are a, a credited 501c3 uh, organization. And I don't have that yet. So I have to spend money to make this thing happen so that I can save money once it's happened. Uh, it, it's a bit of a, like I say, every day has is is been a new learning experience. I'm not discouraged by it all, but I, I've been working, like I say, nonstop for a week. And I'm not sure I'm much further along. Um, I have been creating an enormous list of contacts, really trying to get my head around what's going on in Romania, who the players are, uh, who's falling through the cracks. Um, One of the things I find is that a lot of the artists who are not plugged in already to to big organizations or governmental uh, uh, agencies or museums or galleries... Those artists that are not plugged in very often don't have email, don't have, don't have websites. So if I find reference to them because they've been in a show or something like that, I have no contact information. So it's hard for me to reach out to them to say, what is it that I could help you with? What is it that you need? Even if I did, I'm not sure that I wouldn't be... Uh, you know that they wouldn't distrust me at the beginning because they don't know who I am. I don't have a I don't have a reputation there, a name there. So uh, there's a lot that still has to go on. Now I don't need to be registered in Texas as a charitable solicitation organization, but I do need to have that five hundred one c three status to offer anybody some sort of tax break. Uh, if they are donating. I have two people who've approached me already saying, hey, good luck on the on the new nonprofit. I'd like to donate. Well, I don't even have a bank account yet, you know, so I really need to get this thing moving. But I, at the same time as this train is starting down the track, I'm also trying to define where the track is going by still trying to understand the, the landscape. And, and if I tried to wait until I understood the landscape, I'd never get started. So I'm in a sense, you know, the train is rolling and I'm throwing tracks down as we go, uh, which is a little disquieting, doesn't make me look terrifically professional yet, but I kind of think this is the way it's done. I'm not sure that people go into these things with all the answers. I just don't want to mess things up. I also don't want to go down too many side tracks that I don't need to. If if I can learn from the people who've done it before, even better. Uh, but it's it's been really exciting, and I'm really more excited about where it could go because you don't know how far it could go. I'd like for it to go far. I'd like for us to be. I'd like for us to do this the rest of our lives, and to truly. Make a difference in the lives of of Romanians and kind of maybe even move the needle a bit on recognition of Romanian art in the world art market so yeah those are noble goals. who are we to do it? you know what we're just like we're just as good as anybody else so if if it can be done, we can do it uh, it's just a question of time and effort and not not getting lost in the weeds, not getting burned out, or not letting the naysayers discourage us. So anyway, this has been a total rant. I apologize. So have a great week, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye now.